0: You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 241. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey both personally and professionally enjoy and thank you for listening It's Marisa here coming today to talk to you about a new journey that I am embarking on and I have decided based upon the response I got to a recent email I sent letting you know about this journey I have decided to document it as I go through it and when I'm talking about it I'm talking about therapy and specifically EMDR therapy. And this will just be a quick stream of consciousness, queuing it up and letting you know that this is going to, well, my intention right now is that this is an experience that I would really um, love to share with you. And I wasn't entirely sure but the interest seems to be very high. I know it is for me to listen to others who've been down this path, and I have shared it many places, but I will share it here as well. I highly, highly recommend the docuseries that's on Apple TV, The Me You Can't See, hosted by Oprah Winfrey and uh, Prince Harry, to which I don't know if you're (laughs) similar to people in my family, perhaps you might roll your eyes and say, oh, celebrity, you know, talking about mental health. Well, they are one fraction of the stories that are featured, and they went to great lengths to bring in experts from many areas of mental health and wellness and to feature stories from people all over the globe. And I really appreciate that they went through that. Um, they went through those steps to, they're they're doing their best, not just to show it as one slice of life, you know, or one culture experiencing this, but truly we are together and that this is a global experience. And going through a pandemic has certainly brought so much to light, including how Many people are experiencing anxiety or, you know, I, I don't think that we call it, um, well, you know, you can call it mental illness, but I think we're already starting to change the language on that to, I can't think of what it is. I've just been calling it mental wellness because I, after watching that program and it's several hours, um, and we're still actually, at the time I'm recording this, we're still watching they do a bit of a wrap up, a, kind of an assessment. Some of the experts come back on, some of the guests come back on, and it's very current also. They worked on it over a period of time, but a lot of the information is is directly related to what we're experiencing now. What I realized listening to all of these stories is it completely shifted my perception of Um, mental illness as, as everybody's brain is different. And I am on this new path of discovery of understanding the brain. I know that you hear me speak about it often on the podcast, and I really want to educate myself more so that when I am speaking to you, it's not just, you know, in reference to something I've heard, but really something I've studied or experienced. And I, I will going forward, try to clarify, you know, if this is just my understanding or if this, you know, if I'm able to quote you a stat or point you to research or point you to, um, the author of a book or the expert from which I, I learned this information, because I don't want to be any part of misinformation around our brains and, What I'm coming to understand, and I think many of us are coming to this realization, a lot of research has just happened in a very short span of time. It's astounding. It's astounding what the intricacy of our brain and how, you know, of course, our sleep, our nutrition, our environments, our our choices in life, our relationships, of course, everything is influencing our brain all the time but then this huge component which someone forgot to tell me I don't know people just don't believe it but uh the theory is that 95% of your actions are coming from your subconscious mind only 5% are coming from your conscious mind I don't have a place to cite that right now. I just recommend that you read The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. I recommend that you do some research on this. And this was one of the first conversations I had with the therapist I've chosen to go to. And we had our first dialogue a couple of years ago. I've been thinking about this for a while. And she made some illustrations for me. And I remember (laughs) saying to my friend, oh, so this is why people don't actually do the things they say they want to do, because there's a huge part of their brain that is keeping them safe. You know, it's not intended to, it's not intended to sabotage you or get in your way. Um, My understanding, and so this is just off the cuff, so Please don't quote me on this, but my understanding as I'm coming to learn more about this is basically, you know, we have experiences uh, when we're in early child development from age one to seven, they really lock in with these memories and we are, this is where our set point is of how we end up protecting ourselves and keeping ourselves safe. And then that set point becomes the driver for our life experience all the way into adulthood unless we begin to consciously integrate the subconscious with the conscious mind. I think I have that right. <laughs> so, so basically there's a lot driving you that are based on on your memories, right? Which memories are memories based upon experiences how you chose to interpret them as a child which is very limited in what you're able to perceive and process at that time right your brain is not fully developed and so a lot of our adult actions are based upon these early decisions that we made with not the capacity to make those decisions not the we're we're operating as a as adults from what we learned and and processed through a child's mind this is how I'm coming to understand this and why there's so much conversation around inner child work and um and EMDR as helping to which is eye movement desensitization I should really just look that up for you <laughs> hold on one second okay eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And it is a form of psychotherapy. This is just at the EMDR website, which is EMDR.com that enables people to heal from symptom from the symptoms and emotional distress. Hold on, let me (laughs) bear with me. Oh, it's it's long. Emotional distress, basically People are, you can read more about it at emdr.com. What is EMDR? And also if you were to look for a therapist, you want to make sure that uh, someone has been, the therapist has been trained in this, as certified through a very specific process and you can find them through emdr.com. So um, it, a lot of times with traumatic memories, and this is where, Many times, I think people hesitate to get support because they think, oh, well, I didn't have a massive trauma. But what we're coming to realize is it's small, you know, relatively small experiences. Like I've heard people talk about this on podcasts, and then I started thinking of experiences of just having a bad teacher-student experience where you were shamed or you know made fun of in class it's not always related to our family or our parents it's it's all these little experiences that begin to add up into these memories that become more and I'm going to leave it there because I'm I'm just at the beginning of this journey so I don't want to speak to this as if I have any expertise other than to be open with you and say here's the reason why I'm choosing this path and it, I made the appointment before I saw the Me You Can't See with Oprah and Harry. And then that really fired me up even more. And I thought, I'm so glad I'm making the decision to do this now. First and foremost, I feel as a mentor, teacher, coach, um, a partner, a family member, a friend, a team leader that it is my responsibility, and hopefully a parent one day, it is my responsibility to heal. It's not my uh, role in life to be blaming everyone else. I've done that. It doesn't really work. Um, And you never really heal from that. And it's not other people's fault. It just isn't. They're acting from their subconscious mind. Okay? It's not personal. So... Take care of your side of the street. That's all you can do in life, and get yourself as healthy as possible. To which I automatically want to say, This I had this vision of creating a grant for artists. I've had it for a long time. It's going to be under Creative Thursday. I just thought, gosh, what could I provide for artists that would just give them, like buy them that time that I needed so desperately at one time? And I started thinking, and I'll I'll keep you posted, I thought, oh my goodness, now I actually would love to create some kind of uh, grant or work that would support people to pursue mental, you know, support and mental wellness and mental health before that. Because we're kind of, you know, putting the cart before the horse, like, this is where a lot of issues stem from, including just self-doubt and imposter syndrome. And it's, it's based in some deeper, um, you know, some deeper work. And I think it's a little bit, it was for me a little bit uncomfortable to feel like there's a large part of me driving decisions or that I'm acting from that isn't fully conscious. And what do I need to do to sort that out? Like, is this something I can do by myself? And certainly there are a lot of modalities. And that's one of the reasons I also recommend, and this was recommended to us when we started to explore EMDR, the body keeps score. I recommended it recently in the creative Thursday three. Are you on that email list? I really think that you should be. And you can go to creativethursday.com and get the Creative Thursday 3 every week. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, the Body Keeps Score by um, Bessel A. Vander Kolk, K O L K. You can also get it on Audible. I just like opening up to it randomly and, and reading. There's a huge history as to how this has become more, I don't know if we call it mainstream, but more practiced among therapists and why they've found such success with it. The main, one of the main differences is it's not really a talk therapy. It's not, you know, a lot of times I'm going to just go with me on this one. I don't have the steps for you today, but... One of the reasons I chose not to go to therapy is because I, you know, with love and respect knew many people who did and I didn't find them making progress. I just found that they were talking and talking and and talking about the same things. And so I was always seeking coaches, which I still I work with. And I was seeking life coaches, but I never really found, I found great business coaches, but I never really found the right match for me in terms of life coach or I've sought support for fertility. The one therapist I did go to was a fertility therapist. And all of these experiences have been really nice, but nothing felt like it fit for me or was a turning point for me. And maybe I wasn't ready. Again, I don't put blame on, I don't put blame on people. Um, you just are where you are and everything is, it's like, you're going down this path. So that's why it's so important not to judge or blame because when something doesn't work, it leads you to another path. And since I happen to be on this, uh, journey of like wake up, wake, waking up moment after moment, like in ways that I've been wanting to do for years, I just feel like, oh, well, it was all to get me here. And now I have this awareness where I am able to take these next steps with so much more clarity than in the past. So I didn't lose my train of thought around the grant. I realize now one of the reasons I'm choosing to do this work is because I've, I've made some money and I'm able to invest in this because this is not something that insurance covers necessarily. Um, You know, the two areas that have been challenging for me, well, the main health area, my my insurance doesn't cover it, doesn't cover fertility. There, I definitely want to find ways of of finding support for people in all of these areas that society just doesn't deem so important or an actual health issue. And hopefully through this program that Oprah and Harry created and so many people speaking on social media, I've spoken about this before. Uh, I can't list you all in order. There are so many of you, uh, but I thank you. If you have ever shared any part of your mental health and wellness journey with people on social media, I thank you. I appreciate you. I know how brave that is, and it's helping me to find my own journey with this and also helping me to feel brave to share with you. And when I sort of put that out there, I, I didn't think I would share this I thought maybe, you know, on the other side, but not necessarily from the beginning. So I'm recording this also as a bit of a document for me. And this, I just went to my first session and we really haven't even um, gone all the way in on the EMDR. However, the very first exercises that she took me through were in essence already a form of EMDR. And I kid you not... And part of my goal with this journey is to keep a daily document as best I can. It's something I've wanted to do. And I did start to do when we were in Hawaii is become this observer of myself and my patterns, where I get triggered, uh, where I find my way back to my peace and feeling grounded and, and blame, blameless, or versus the times that I really want to blame someone or something, you know, becoming this observer of myself. And so I plan to document it, but I will say that no big proclamations, whatever I got in that first session, it's still with me. I am able to use one tool that was shared with me and and I've been applying it in multiple, multiple scenarios where I have felt challenged or felt triggered. And um, and triggered, you know, is a bit of a buzzword now where it's just whenever you feel yourself getting upset by something, it's really what it is. And to varying degrees, it could be irritated to full on, you know, frustration and, and rage, you know, like, just anger at something. And I've just been noting when those experiences happen. And then I have also been able to take this one, well, a couple of suggestions from one session, and it's working, I know there's part of me that's been prepping for this in so many ways, right? There's not, I really want to emphasize, I don't believe that there's a one size fits all for anything or a solution, one solution. I believe that it's our role, just as it is our role to discover, you know, our art voice, to develop a business that aligns with our vision. I talk about this a lot. I believe it's also up to us to find modalities, and this is, why I like the body keeps the score, to find modalities that work for us. So I know years of practicing yoga, uh, the amount of dance and exercise I put into my routine this year in particular, the pandemic. I know meditation. I know working with coaches. I know being very Um, specific about the communities I want to build and be a part of the people I choose to invest in and trust to support me, you know, and then just life and wisdom and, and growing, growing older, all of this is influencing where I'm at today. There isn't there isn't just one path that has brought me here but there are those moments where all of these different pieces come together and all these different mentors or influences in your life teachers and then some it connects you with someone or some experience that really clicks it into place on in a whole new level and that's what this has felt like for me and that's where i sort of wanted to tell you right away <laughs> i was like ooh if, if I'm finding something here, and by sharing it, it can help you find something, then let me not waste time on this. Let me go ahead and share with you. And I did address the fact because, you know, it's really important for me to keep my word and be accountable to my promises, and also to change my mind, like I talk about a lot. And I don't feel ready to continue to talk about fertility, my journey with fertility and becoming a parent at this time. But I still intend that. And you can go back and listen to some of the episodes where I I started to go into the history of it. But I will say that it's also the journey with fertility that's brought me to this therapy. So, they're intertwined and I think there's just still discovery that I'm making there before I really share with you from the right place for me for me not there's like a right or wrong place but for me I want to have some more clarity before I go into the fertility side but they are intertwined because the mind is driving the body and so I'm, I'm going down this rabbit hole for all these reasons, which the last point that I want to make in this episode is, you know, and I say this, my mom listens to my podcast. I'm sure she doesn't mind. You know, her question to me when I mentioned that I was, you know, I'd made an appointment to go to a therapist was, are you troubled? And that's a really fair question, right? But it also points to the fact that We think that we have to be coming from a place of like deeply troubled, which please get, please, please, you know, get support. Um, We all deserve support, but that we, we, or that we might be feeling broken or damaged before we seek support. And the truth is, I definitely have had traumatic experiences in my life that I've kind of Glossed over. And as I up level myself um, as a human, as a business owner, you know, all the things I talk about here, are an artist, it's getting louder. And I realize I can't become the person I intend to become until I take care of some more healing. And so that has brought me here. But it's i'm making a decision from what i deem to be maybe one of the healthier places in my life so i don't this isn't me you know having a a cry for help this is me finally being a person who's like oh you need support in this area go get it and don't don't skimp on that don't feel like it's not worth the investment know that it's the best, one of the best investments you can make in yourself, right? I'm talking about this from all the education standpoint in your business. Well, there are many moving parts to your business and part of it is your mental wellness in running your business as well. But then of course, you know, that's, it's about your life and supporting yourself so that you can show up your best in all areas of your life. This isn't just one area. And I can't speak to investing willingly in your business without saying, well, you must also invest willingly in your well-being, whether that's getting facials, uh, you know, taking time to go to exercise classes or um, getting massage. I've got to start doing that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my shoulders are so tight. But all of this, you know, we use the term self-care. And, you know, and then I also say, um, you know, or I call it, I've been calling it mental wellness and I don't know where that (laughs) term is coming from, just health and wellness. And in regards to today's conversation, talking about mental wellness. So this is why it's really a decision to, you know, I keep getting glimpses and again, I think the people I learn from, the people who are willing to share. I always thought I was angling for um, a beyond ordinary life experience. And I feel like I've just been shown a glimpse of that, that um, not to be misunderstood by, oh my goodness, I'm sacrificing and I have to be like this way overachiever. No, but I'm like, why wouldn't I want to make the most of this incredible, beautiful life I have been given and created? Like, why wouldn't I want to live my best life? Let's use Oprah's term. Why wouldn't I want to live optimally when there's so much available to us? To which I say, I understand that some of that only feels available to you when you're not in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode is when you need the support, you know, the most. And so something needs to be done about that, she says. I don't have that plan yet, but something needs to be done about that. And so that's another reason I wanted to go ahead and and share this journey, this part of the journey with you to say... Hey, uh, you know, and please, if you I love that so many of you reached out to me, You have family members who are therapists, you are therapists who are pursuing your art and you follow my work. I love you have people you've done EMDR therapy like all over the world. I really appreciate the conversation. And, you know, if you have resources or a foundation has helped you or a therapist has helped you or a book or something and you'd like to share with me You know, we can figure out a way we can either, this would be great to do a clubhouse on and have you share, or if you message me, I can put together a resource list and share it here on the podcast. I feel that it is, you know, as I wake up to the potential here and I saw, well, how moving the stories were of the people featured, which I know is just a fraction of people going through this on the planet. And and this isn't; these are not my stories to tell. But I have family members, um, Sean and I both, who suffer from bipolar um, schizophrenia. I mean, it's in; it's very close to home. And so the truth is that whether you are personally or depression, uh, anxiety, if you are personally dealing with this so specifically or not, you know, someone who is, whether they're telling you or not, it's another story. So I feel that it's really our duty as human beings to become as educated as we can to have more compassion, to find ways of supporting one another, to, um, to be there, you know, for someone. So they know that they're not alone and, uh, just however we can do this again this thanks for hanging with me on this kind of stream of consciousness because this is really just a message and a, a statement saying how can I support you and you know one of the ways I know is to get healthier myself and then to share share the parts of that experience that I feel may may support you and to be in contact with you to share something that you might like to share, or we can have conversations about this in the future. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Maybe I'm going to go through this process and be like, Lee, I I haven't, I recommended it to some friends and they dove in and did it already. And I'm still two years later, like, hey, wait, didn't I recommend that to you? I still haven't done it yet. And I believe, not speaking for them, but I believe that they're grateful for the experiences. And I've also heard from people that it can feel very, you know, distressing going through that. So I will, this isn't like I'm like every week coming to you. I just wanted to kind of kick this off and let you know that this is going to be part of the dialogue that I want to share here on the podcast. And we'll give you a heads up and just say, hey, the conversation is open and how can we keep it going? How can I support you? Um, I see you. I'm here for you. And I don't believe that any one of us is alone at all in this space. And so I'm so, gosh, I feel so much gratitude, you know, for again, the education that's out there, the stories being told, the documentaries being made, the books being written and shared, the podcasts, because I used to think, oh, well, that's, you know, maybe connected to me through a family member, but I'm not experiencing that. So I can't understand that, but I can. And I, I won't know exactly what it feels like, but I can have so much more understanding of how I might be able to support you and not see you as separate from me, Um, but really come to understand our brains more as this incredible, incredible, miraculous, oh my goodness, I won't even, I don't even have the words for it, but I do love that people are seeing their differences in their brain, which that's why we can't really call it a mental illness. It's a difference in the way your brain works. And if you aren't shaming and judging yourself and you're finding paths to connect, integrate all of the parts of you, it can be powerful. You know, we know incredible art that comes out of this and Insight and wisdom, and and it's it's your superpower. I've heard recently of entrepreneurs talking about getting more diagnoses around ADHD, which I've also wondered if I have some part of that. One thing at a time, but because people are speaking about it, I'm like, hey, I feel similar, and and this explains a lot of why I communicate the way that I do, or maybe not able to focus in the same way as others, or you know, found myself a better um, orator than like a test take or hated taking tests. Like there's a lot of, we're coming to understand these nuances and we're leaving the judgment aside and we're curious and saying, oh, wow, if this is how my brain operates, how can I support it better? How can I again, support others and understanding they may operate in a very different way. And because it's different, does that mean that this way is better or this way is not? I I don't know that we can just be so compartmentalized anymore. So I sort of love this idea of it being a superpower. And uh, that's where I'm going to leave it today. I you know, I wrote in one of the Creative Thursday three emails recently, it was called Amplify Your Superpower. <laughs> Little did I know that I would also be starting to have this conversation with you. So I thank you for listening. And always, but especially to this episode, and I just invite you to stay open and curious if you feel inspired to. And if not, that's okay, too. Um, but but if your curiosity was piqued enough to be hearing the end of this, you may circle back to it maybe a year from now, maybe a couple years from now, or you may dive right in and, and start saying, oh, my goodness, like my eyes are being opened. But if, you, if n- nothing at all, please take a moment to watch The Me You Can't See and uh, do it as soon as you can while it's very uh, top of mind and present with what's currently happened. And, you know, I think we we do want to be uh, aware of how we can support many on the other side of what we've all been through. I think um, through a pandemic in this century, I think that we don't fully know how that shakes out. And I don't say that from a fearful place. I, again, say it from a curious place and how can we support our kids and our partners and our friends and, you know, and just, if you ever feel, I hope no one out there feels any shame or hesitancy. And, you know, if you've ever thought of taking your own life, um, please, please, please don't. And, you know, don't allow any opinions or shame to keep you from getting support. And reaching out to someone and communicating that to someone. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying any of that right. But that's one of the beautiful parts of this series is that it's better. The recommendation is it's just better that we just talk about these things instead of pretend like they don't exist or that we're not supposed to talk about them or by talking about it, it's going to make it happen. the, the research shows the reverse is true that by communicating how you're feeling in any of these areas is much healthier than holding it in or feeling shame or feeling judged. So I encourage you, um, to have support where you can get it. There's so much available to you and so many people who want to love you and care for you. So, um, get that support and thank you again for listening my heart is with you and I'll be back I'll be back with you soon Um, until next time friend have a beautiful creative week